What's going on, guys? Hope you all are doing well. Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. Excited to be chatting with you guys again. Wanted to get a podcast off to you guys last week, but turned into a crazy week for me. Got back from New York, was scrambling to unpack and then repack for another trip, and uh, didn't wasn't able to squeeze in a podcast. So, anyways, um, that's why this one's coming to you a little bit earlier in the week. Usually, I try and get them out on Thursday or Friday, uh, but I do want to double back and talk about New York City Marathon and uh, and a little bit about what I'm up to, and then a little bit about. Uh, something that happened in New York that was kind of like an aha moment for me that was really actually something that really kind of set me free, like set me free uh, currently, but also as I reflect back on on my past career, which was a pretty cool moment for me. Um, it's fun when you know things happen in the present that I can share with you guys that you know it's not just uh, you know me reflecting back on my career, but actually things that are happening currently. So, anyways, this this episode's gonna be a little bit of spaghetti. Hope you guys like spaghetti. You're ready for a little bit all over the place here, but it'll be fun. We're gonna have a good one on this one. Um, so, the name of this episode is the 41st day. Don't miss your purpose. So what I want to, I guess first let's talk about New York, um, since we haven't talked about that since since the race happened. You know, obviously uh, a big bummer for Sarah, um, caught a stomach bug the day before the race and uh, and had stomach problems day before and then day of. And man, stomach stuff is, you know, it's crazy I did that episode right before New York City Marathon about, you know, things that you shouldn't run through. And, you know, stomach bugs just are very, very difficult to get through. Like you can get to the finish line, but getting uh, high-end performance out of your body with your stomach uh, in not a good spot is impossible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, it was obviously a bit of a bummer. I was out there running around with my girls and we were, we ran out to the 30 K mark and, um, Sarah pulled the plug right before we got there, but I was tracking her and knowing something was up and I was, I was about to pull her off the course anyways with, you know, the Olympic trials just 17 weeks away from New York. Uh, it was definitely the right decision to make and a, and a good example of kind of what I was talking about in that last episode of, you know, sometimes you live to fight another battle another day and especially with stuff like stomach issues where it's very, very difficult to accomplish your goal if your goal is performance oriented. So, you know, there there are probably times when you fight through that and your goal is to get to the finish line you can fight through stomach issues. Um, but if you're trying to run fast and um, you know, get on the podium podium of the New York City Marathon. You know, that's probably not going to be in the cards for for a whole lot of people with stomach issues going on. So I was proud of her for making the right decision in that moment. I know it must have been super. Well, I know it was super hard for her. Um, but <clears throat> we're still excited about the fall and uh, and excited to keep moving forward and looking forward to the Olympic trials coming up February 29th. We're going to go out to Atlanta get on the course again. We were on it uh, earlier this year, but going back out to do some more recon on it. We're going to run it. Uh, they're closing down the course for a day, so a bunch of the, the – elite uh, athletes that have qualified are going to be out there checking out the course so we'll be out there also checking out the course so yeah anyways that was that was new york um 
and a little bit of update I went, when i was in new york i was running with a couple of my athletes that i'm coaching personally david and hugh who also ran new new york and david also had stomach issues out there and he he battled all the way to the finish line got there i was i was proud of him for doing that and then hugh had a huge run off you know training that had been a little bit up and down and um you know ran a pr and just a phenomenal run by him so super proud of him proud of both those guys you know proud of all three of my athletes that ran just all for very different reasons as they had very different experiences um but anyways i was running with david and hugh a couple days before the marathon and and uh david was telling me he's like hey man you're you're kind of running a lot like what's going on <laughs> this is kind of like different you know and uh i've had a, a couple people say that and notice that and be like why are you doing threshold runs and stuff and uh, i wasn't going to talk about it a lot because this has happened to me numerous times since i've retired and every time it lasted like three or four weeks and then it didn't keep going after that so I was kind of feeling like, yeah, I've, I've talked about this a lot, but let my actions take the lead on this one. If I'm actually going to do it, like I'm gonna not talk about it. I'm just going to do it. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. You're like, man, I've said I'm going to do this a long time. And, you know, I've, I'm always uh, saying I'm going to do it, not actually doing it. So let me just do it. Uh, but anyway, Sarah's doing a press conference before New York and she's, she was talking to people about it. So I was like, well, you know, the words out might as well share share my journey with you guys and plus i was thinking this um you know a lot of the stuff i'm talking to you guys about i'm now like using with myself every single day so kind of what's going on with me is i'm getting back into running a little bit um not not in an attempt to you know make a comeback uh definitely don't have any illusions of that but uh do you have a goal to pace sarah so that's that's been kind of my exciting thing that I'm going after. And I'm still doing the weights, still hitting the weights super hard, just like I always w have been. And the reason for that is I just like the lifestyle. I like how weights make me feel. I like having an overall strong and athletic body. I like what it does for my hormones. So And I just enjoy it. So there's, there's kind of all those issues at play. But it's kind of a unique challenge now because... Um, you know, I've already lost, I was 186 before Berlin, so like eight weeks ago, and I'm down to like 171 now, so I've already lost a bunch of weight, and I was trying to lose the weight, and can still trying to lean down a little bit, but I don't want to get back down to my 137 pounds, uh, professional running weight, I want to stay athletic and strong, and feeling good, uh, with the weight training, and, and not lose too much strength, so this is gonna be a really interesting challenge, because now I'm trying to, you know, essentially get myself in 67 minute half marathon shape, uh, 218 to 219 marathon shape, so I can pace Sarah for future races, which is, you know, a tall order, like those are legit times, even, even for myself, but doing it in a completely different body now is a totally different experience, and how having now been four years removed from running man when i first started up uh in berlin running eight minute pace which you know i know for a lot of you guys like eight minute pace is fast you know but um for me where my marathon pace was 445 eight minute pace was usually felt pretty comfortable you know and so it's just really different for me to go from a pace that used to feel really comfortable to you know when i first started running running 30 minutes eight minute pace i was breathing super hard felt like a truck felt like every time my foot was hitting the ground the ground was like shaking because i weighed so much <laughs> and uh 
and I wasn't even weigh that much. But again, it's all relative, right? It's like what you were used to. And I used to be used to, you know, 137 pounds. That feels a lot different running with 137 pounds compared to 186 pounds compared to, you know, now being 171. So anyways, it's a, it's a fun journey that I'm on. And I thought it'd be fun to share with you guys kind of along the way, things that are happening, things I'm learning, um, things I'm having to tell myself. Uh, for example, just today I was out running and we live up in the woods in Flagstaff. And so I was just running from my house in the woods. It's totally quiet. Just me and my dog Mita out there. And, uh, and I was doing eight by a mile with 60 seconds rest. So it's kind of like a threshold, but it's broken up so you can run a little bit quicker. Love that workout, by the way, as a way to make your threshold faster and faster. So you're kind of teaching your body to get comfortable at slightly faster than threshold pace. So, you know, I'm running slightly faster than I could run if I could, if I just ran eight miles straight by taking the, the short brief rest between miles. Um, I feel like that's a great, great way to, yeah, like I said, make your threshold faster. So anyways, I was out doing this workout this morning and I was just thinking about how, I don't know if it's like this for you guys, but my running can be like so bipolar, you know, it's like yesterday I was literally out running and I was like, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to happen, you know, because I'm trying to get in shape to pace Sarah for Houston, which is like, I don't know, we'll see if it happens or not. It's going to be tight because Houston's coming up, you know, it's like, I think it's January 19th, I think. So I think we have like... 11 weeks or 10 weeks something like that and uh and my fitness is coming around quick but i need to be able to run 515 pace for 13.1 miles and i'm definitely not there yet i did some mile reps with sarah before new york um down at sea level at like between 520 and 530 pace and those felt okay but i need to make those threshold which takes some work and some effort so um anyways i was out out doing this workout this morning and and just thinking about how like yesterday i was like feeling just like not that good sarah's rolling we we're just doing an easy run and she's running like under seven minute pace and i'm like hurting and um just feeling tired and fatigued and also to like a little bit low calorie you know it's like when you're trying to lose weight you got to take in less calories than you're burning obviously and so as a result you have some runs where you just don't feel very good the goal is to set up your workout so you do feel good so actually after the run um, i started loading back up with carbohydrates because i knew i was going to do a hard workout today and knew i wanted to feel good and have a good workout which i'll do a whole episode on that like how to lean out and lose weight and yet still like protect your workouts and still have good workouts it doesn't mean you're going to feel good every single day when you're losing weight you'll probably feel like i felt yesterday pretty trashy on your easy runs but you can still feel good on your workout days if you set it up right so that's what i did yesterday um felt like trash mentally i'm thinking like oh this isn't gonna happen it's over man i should just get back into the weights and forget about this completely like these are literally the thoughts that are going through my mind you know and then today you know like loaded up with calories um, another day rest ready to work out body's feeling good i'm out there and uh you know not flying by any means but feeling really good really strong and seeing progress is probably the best workout i've had since i started back up um i think i averaged like 546 for my mile reps with 60 seconds rest for eight of them which is good on like dirt and training shoes at 7,000 feet. So I'm going in the right direction. I need to continue to, you know, lose about 20 more seconds per mile, which is 
a ton, but uh, but I know that you know I can get there eventually. But you know, and then today I'm just feeling like strong and having all these positive thoughts and picturing myself running with Sarah and pacing her at Houston and pacing her at future marathons and you know all excited about running. And I was like, isn't this just the way of running? You know, like you just got to keep moving forward and you know to be honest like yesterday like i was really really struggling mentally with where i was at i was really frustrated um got up i stepped on the scale and i was like like heavier than i wanted to be it wasn't losing the pound that i try to lose like a pound per week so i was frustrated about that and then not feeling that good and then low energy like all this stuff is compounding and i was just like oh such a bad spot but i was reminding myself like this is all a part of the journey like the feeling like trash on easy days is like a part of the journey and it's something that's not fun to walk through but i know it's something i have to walk through if i'm going to accomplish my goal of being able to pay sarah that's just like part of the journey and i know like part of the journey is like i got to my goal is to get down to like 160 pounds, which is still way heavier than I was when I was running professionally. But, um, I, you know, that's a weight that I think I can, you know, run 218 in 67 minutes at. Again, that's all theoretical, not totally sure. Um, but it, it would be a lot lighter than I currently am. So anyways, just kind of knowing that and being like, it's okay that you're struggling. It's okay that you're frustrated. It's okay that you're in this funk today, but let's just keep moving forward. And it's like that saying, you know, if you're going to fall, fall forward. And that was very much the case for me. So just to give you guys, I don't know, like some reassurance that you're not crazy. Like if you have these really bad training run days, these really bad easy days, and you get really mentally frustrated and down, like I'm with you, I'm there. Like I had one yesterday. So, and like, I've been doing this for 20 years, you know, and I coach people how to get through these moments but i have to also coach myself how to get through these moments and i just keep telling myself like this is a part of the process like it's okay like grace to me like give yourself grace that it's okay to be frustrated it's okay to mentally struggle like this is a part of the process and realize that it's not always going to be like this like it's going to change um tomorrow is a new day and if you you know do things to make yourself feel better you get a good night's sleep you fuel yourself well you set up your workout you have another easy recovery day whatever you need to do to make yourself feel good like you can come out of that hole that you're in um but you come out of it by listening to your body by being good to your body and by giving yourself grace to be tired some days and be okay with that so anyways that's a really random side note but that's kind of one example of um you know for me, I think it's important that you know I share from my heart things that are going on in my head and heart as I'm also on a similar journey that you guys are on. Um, that's the beautiful thing about running is we're all kind of going through this together. And um, I may have already had 20 years experience doing this and performed at a high level but i'm still learning myself you know and i'm still walking the road myself and i'm still having to encourage myself and get encouragement from other people and listening to other podcasts and learning and growing and um you know i'm by no means the sage who knows it all um so i thought it'd be fun for me to just kind of share kind of my journey as i get back into fitness because it's been um quite quite a six or seven weeks now and uh 
and it's going to get even more interesting, I think, the further along I get on this journey. And again, you know, my goal is just simply to pace Sarah, to be able to run with her. Um, it, this kind of started when we were in St. Moritz before Berlin, and it's one of my favorite places on earth to train up at high altitude, um, beautiful mountains, and I was out hiking in the mountains. I was like, you know what, it'd be really fun if I could actually like go run in these mountains and feel good running. So, you know, I just want to feel good uh, in running and life, have good energy, um, be able to spend time with Sarah and my kids and um, just really enjoy, enjoy running, enjoy lifting, enjoy, enjoy life. That's really the goal, right? So anyways, uh, that's not what I want to talk about today, though. I want to talk about something that happened to me in New York. So I don't know if you guys know this, but the 41st day was a film, a documentary that was made about me that is just now being released. Uh, If you're interested, you can go check it out. I believe the website is ryanhallfilm.com or the ryanhallfilm.com, something like that. If you just Google like 41st day, Ryan Hall will pop up. Uh, so they're, I think, shipping it out this month, and they're doing some screenings around the country. They've already done a whole bunch of them. I don't know if they have any more planned, but again, it'll be on the website if you're interested in checking it out. So uh, it, the, in the documentary, they follow me from 2012 all the way up to 2016, which was a really interesting period to be following me because basically I did nothing but struggle during that entire time period. Like, didn't have one good race during that time period. So as you can imagine, uh, it's a little bit hard for me to sit through the movie, to be honest. Like the guy, Tim Jeffries, uh, who produced the film and was there, you know, filming the whole time, him and Matt were basically a two-man crew that followed me all over the ends of the earth from Turkey to um, London, obviously, to uh, Ethiopia, Kenya. They were all over with me and filming a, a lot during that four-year period and they totally you know, poured their life into this film did a great job with the content considering you know how things went um but to be honest like for me to watch the film is like kind of hard just because for this one reason like the film did not end up how we were picturing the film ending up or certainly not how I was picturing the film ending up. You know, the film is called The 41st Day because uh, Goliath, going back to Bible days, David and Goliath story, Goliath uh, was taunting the armies of God, the Israelites, for 40 days. So, And then on the 41st days when David fought Goliath, and we all know the story of David and Goliath. You know, David uh, takes his sling and sinks one rock into his forehead and then cuts his head off, and that was it. So, you know, that was kind of what I was hoping for, not to cut someone's head off, but, uh, but I was hoping for like a big victory, like a victorious moment, you know? And, uh, it was really difficult for me to sit through the film and be able to see like how much anticipation I had, how much I felt like I was hearing from God in the process. And then to see it totally not happen at all (laughs) and to like totally miss it. It's like, it's like watching like your biggest failure on the big screen is not a super fun experience, as you can imagine. So, you know, we watched it once in Flagstaff. They did a screening. I was super touched by everyone who came out to watch it. But I was just sitting in the back. And I was like, oh, man, I made so many mistakes. You know, like mistakes in like hearing God's voice, but also mistakes in um, things I did physically uh, real quick. 
did a one week fast before I began my buildup for the London Olympics, which like the, my heart behind that was great. Like I, my heart was just simply like, I know like fasting is a way to connect yourself with God and hear from God more clearly. And I still believe that to be true. Um, but what I didn't know is that you don't begin a huge physical challenge by fasting and making your body super depleted, super, uh, you know, I, I just wasted away during that week period. And I was coming off of racing the Olympic trials marathon where I was already in a pretty lean, depleted, uh, state after that marathon. And then I threw a one week fast on top of that. And I just shot myself right in the foot, you know, coming out of the gates, training for the Olympic Games. So it's one of those things where, like, man, I had a really good heart, but made the total wrong decision, went the complete opposite direction of what I usually did, usually would do, which I'd usually put on a whole bunch of weight after a marathon, and it would kind of reset my hormone level. Um, I'd put back on some muscle, a lot of fat, and just be in a much healthier state as I'd begin my training. And that worked every single time I did it. But every single time I didn't do that and didn't put on the weight after a marathon, I ran terrible for the next marathon, or I didn't even make it to the starting line because I was so tired and depleted that training wasn't going well. So that's kind of like just a quick example of what I'm talking about, just watching failure after failure after failure. And it's like super sad. My uh, nine-year-old daughter, Lily, she was watching it at the Flagstaff screening. She's like, I started crying in the second half because it was so sad because you just kept getting hurt. (laughs) I was like, man, if this film make a nine-year-old cry it's not just me like it's it's kind of sad you know but I was I was thinking as I watched it you know and the whole time I watched it did a Q&A afterwards in the Flagstaff screen and it just kind of like was eating me up and bothering me and it's this isn't anything new like the film is just like bringing up things from the past that like really like I haven't totally got to the bottom of I haven't solved you know it's like how did I miss things so much like I talked about like like the uh, 2012 Olympics like it was gonna be a golden puzzle like all my training everything was gonna come together perfectly and this was gonna be my perfect race and ended up being the first race I ever dropped out of you know so I couldn't have been more wrong on that front and that like it really bothers me it's like how did I miss it I don't know if you guys have been there where like you're trying to hear God's voice you think something's gonna play out some way and you're just like hundred percent wrong like completely wrong and then you have to just kind of chew on that for years and years and you know i talked to like therapists and talked to sarah obviously my family friends and just like haven't really been able to to get it to be in a good spot to be like to ex- I, i've accepted it but it doesn't feel good it does it doesn't feel like i've drawn a conclusion that i can live with about reconciling what I thought was going to happen compared to what did happen. So uh, going to New York, they're doing another screening. We're doing another uh, Q&A afterwards. And I had the same experience, you know, watching the film for the second time. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, I'm kind of glad that this will be the last screening I'm going to be at because this is like, it's killing me on the inside to have to watch this movie again. <laughs> and again, mad props to tim he did a great job with the film nothing you know he didn't do anything wrong it's just i messed up the story or or at least i saw it that way you know 
Um, so anyways, we're doing a Q&A afterwards, and someone asked the question towards the end of the q and was actually directed to Tim, like, how did you decide when to end the film? Because Tim was just planning on filming through the 2012 Olympics, and he, you know, he gave a very good response about how it seemed like the story was just continuing to unfold and get more and more interesting, which I totally agree with him on. Um, He's, and he was saying, like, I wasn't planning on filming, like, Ryan's retirement. That's just, like, how things played out, you know? And so in that moment, and then Tim's like, well, what do you think, Ryan? And I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience where you speak, you're answering a question, maybe you're giving a talk, maybe you're talking to your kids, maybe you're just thinking to yourself. And this, like, thought, like, it feels like it's, like, coming from your heart more than it's coming from your head. Like, I didn't really, like, cerebrally... Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I didn't like come up with this thought in my mind. It was just like literally like I didn't think and I just started talking and this is what came out. And it was like this huge aha moment for me where I was like, I've been missing it the whole time. Like how have I been missing the It's like one of those moments where you want to just like hit yourself on the forehead and be like, you idiot. Like how did you miss this? And, uh, and oh, oh man, like, also to the amount of like freedom and release and um man it's, it's like the lenses came off of my eyes like the scales came off like all of a sudden i was like oh, it all makes sense like my story makes sense to me now like i can watch this film now and like be like this is a beautiful story so my response to him was you know what if you know, I thought this movie was all about me winning the Olympics, you know, winning this huge victorious battle on the world's biggest stage, you know, being winning an Olympic gold medal would essentially be like a David versus Goliath moment. And that's what I thought was going to happen. But what if it wasn't about that? What if this whole time, like it was about two families coming together? It was about like God knowing what was going to happen in my girls' lives and not that he would cause it, but God is the redeemer, right? Like, I don't believe he caused, um, you know, what happened to my girls that caused them to be orphaned. Uh, I just believe that he can redeem all things and he sees those things coming. So what if the whole time, like he was setting Sarah and I up to merge our two families and the whole time it wasn't about me winning an Olympic gold medal. It was about two families coming together and becoming one and how much more beautiful of a story is that than winning a gold medal like you know gold medals are an amazing achievement obviously and i would have loved to have gotten that but i just think about like how much more important is it that kids grow up with families and that we grow sarah and i as parents grow up with kids like how much more important and valuable is family compared to a gold medal like family is everything like i believe family is at the heart of god's heart i believe he created families and believe that that's just so near and dear to his heart way more near and dear than olympic gold medal you know and so i kind of just had this moment where i was like oh, like how did i miss it because looking back at my career you know when i got into the sport and i wrote about this and run the mile you're in my recent book I was talking about how, like, from the very beginning, I felt like God was telling me, gave me a gift to run with the best guys in the world, but he gave me that gift so I could help and love other people. And yet, it was I was so encompassed by the first part of that vision, running with the best guys in the world. And I was missing, like, the, re the whole reason why he was 
enabling me to run with the best guys in the world is so I could love other people. And I think there's a lot of ways that loving other people was manifested throughout my running and throughout my career. But I really believe a huge, huge reason for why I got into running because I would have never come across my girls. We would have never adopted from Ethiopia if I hadn't got into running. I would never met my wife, Sarah, if I had never gotten to running. Like, like running totally set me on this course that ultimately, ultimately le- led me to meeting Sarah, marrying her, us looking into adoption, us falling in love with the country of Ethiopia because we're there running, we're there training, and then us starting the adoption process becoming aware of our girls like it was all through the running vein you know and so i was just hit by this thing of like man i was so focused on the performance aspect that i missed the whole purpose behind the performance the whole purpose behind the performance was for me to love other people and to help other people and to connect with other people and i i would say now to make a family with our girls like that was the whole point of me running with the best guys in the world but i was so focused on the performance that that really bogged me down that i didn't perform the way i wanted to my career didn't end the way i wanted to i didn't achieve a lot of the things that i wanted to achieve but that i was so like had the blinders on with that that i missed the entire purpose of performing to begin with and so as I thought about this, I was like, man, this is, it, it, like I said, have, in that moment, like it just brought so much freedom to me and I feel lighter now walking around. I'm like, and as I run too, it's like, okay, like it's, it's okay to go after performance. It's okay to want to get that Boston qualifier, to want to run faster than you've ever run before, but don't get so narrowly focused on your purpose or on your performance that you miss the purpose of your running. So that's the question I want to give to you guys. Like, what is your purpose? Like, there's got to be something beyond the performance goals. Because I can guarantee you this, like, no matter if you achieve your performance goals or not, it will never be enough. And how many times have we heard this? You know, I love the Jim Carrey quote where he's like, I wish that everyone in the world got all the money that they ever dreamed of, became as famous as they ever dreamed of, just so that they could say that it's not enough, you know? And it's very hard to, like, take Jim Carrey's word for it, for example. You're like, yeah, sure, I'll try that. Let me <laughs> let me, let me, see if that's actually true. But I can tell you from, like, the running perspective, it's like I ran 204 and 59 minutes and a half, and, like, I, I, I look back at my career frustrated, you know? I, I watch this movie and I'm frustrated. And it's like what am I frustrated about? Like when you look at it objectively, you're like, that's kind of ridiculous, you know, but it just speaks to this thing of like, you can achieve your performance goals and still feel this like, ah, like I want more, I want more, I want more. And I don't think there's anything like super wrong with like striving to get better and, and seeing how good at this thing you can get and going after your personal excellence. I don't think there's anything wrong. I think it gets really muddy when you bring comparison into the picture, but that's you know another topic for another day. But what I want to just encourage you guys is to think about 
Like, what is the purpose behind my performance goals? Why do I want to perform? Why do I want to get a Boston qualifier? Like, why is it meaningful to me or my family or my kids? And it's cool to like, for us at, you know, run free training, uh, what we're reading through. So what we do is when an athlete signs up, we send them this long athlete intake form that uh, asks them a whole bunch of questions just so we can get to know them super well as athletes and, and get to know what makes them tick. And it's really cool to um, read a lot of the responses about like, why do you run? like what's behind it for you and people have such great things that are behind their running wanting to inspire their kids wanting a healthy lifestyle um, wanting to inspire other people who have had similar challenges to the challenges they've had like these are all such beautiful things and I just encourage you like what is it for you like what is the purpose behind your performances what is it that at a very deep level you're going after with your running because I think there's nothing more freeing than being out on a training run you know me doing my eight eight by a mile today and to know to be able to picture myself pacing Sarah in this race and be like I know why I'm out here I know why I'm suffering and it's it's uh, something that's beyond performance it's about me helping my wife it's about me um, connecting with people it's about me being able to run with my kids like it's about something more than just me achieving some performance standard and when you know that you can push very hard and you can find a gear that you never knew was there so i guess i'll just leave you guys with this like what is it for you what what's the purpose behind your running and keep that purpose in the forefront of your mind when you're out there you're doing your hard training you're doing your hard workouts like remind yourself of why you're out there and if you don't have a strong purpose behind your running i think that's okay you know like like i knew had a strong purpose behind my running but for a long long time i had kind of lost sight of that purpose and was very very focused on the performance end of things you know um but we can always go back you know we can always like refine that purpose and i believe there is a reason why all of us run and a deeper purpose behind it, a meaningful aspect and if not like there's so many meaningful things you can run for you know um you know we support uh team world vision early on now we have our own foundation the hall steps foundation and we're doing micro loans to women in developing countries that um, are needing money to start businesses things like that all kinds of different projects you know there's people who run for um, you know people with leukemia and um, cancer and uh, there's just endless charities that you can support and run for that's going to bring so much meaning and purpose behind your running so you know what what do you have a heart for what does your heart burn for what problem in the world do you see that gets you really fired up and how can you turn your running into a way to support uh, the people that are going after making change in that area so so I encourage you guys keep that purpose in the forefront of your mind and uh and don't miss it don't miss it and if you have missed it like refind it like I just refound it for me and it's gonna bring so much freedom to your running so much um it's gonna take a lot of pressure off to be honest like when you're at least for me when I'm overly focused on performance it's not that much fun to run because like the the littlest uh, bad workout or you know not feeling good like can just set you off and you get all worried and frustrated about your performance but if you're focused on the purpose like it becomes a you can all of a sudden span 
back and look at yourself from a much better perspective and handle all those little ups and downs that we all face on our journey and training. You can handle all those things much better because you see the purpose behind all of it. So I hope that's been uh, encouraging for you guys. Um, Really excited to continue to uh, be with you guys on this journey and share even more kind of what's going on with me. And um, yeah, just uh, excited about, about what's coming up this year, guys. All right, happy training. Until next time, signing off.